Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. Hi, everybody. This is Rick Witted, and you're listening to the podcast show On Your Way to Work. We talk about things that involve you, the worker, on the workplace floor. And uh, I'm not talking to your boss. I'm not talking to your manager. I'm not talking to the owner. I'm talking to you, right? And what things that you can do to uh, build a lasting career and thrive in the workplace. You know, I want to talk to you today about workplace and stress you know, in the workplace. And show may be a little different because I really just want to have a conversation with you. I can tell you this is a major driver for us in terms of, you know, the stress meter going off the charts, uh, this thing we call work. Uh, and listen, folks, it, it's not that serious. It really isn't. Yes, we have to work. Yes, if a man or a woman don't work, it's going to be pretty tough for them to eat. You know, that's that's what I grew up with. That's what I learned. And all of those things have a lot of truth to them, but nothing is worth your sanity. Nothing is worth uh, your family and peace at home. And just nothing is worth those things. So I, I do want to talk a little bit about this today. Um, occupational pressures and fears are by far the leading source of stress for American adults. And there are several, I mean, several studies out there that really meet that out. And, um, and, and it's steadily increased over the past few decades. Uh, I found a study, and you know, if you've been listening to this show for any time now, you know I'm, I'm always looking for workplace-related studies, et cetera. And the American Institute of Stress, I think it's stress.org if you go there, they've summarized a collection of studies from a variety of sources, uh, including like the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health or Integra Survey, et cetera. So a nice collection of surveys summarized in one place. And I think that's what I liked uh, about this resource. Okay, so let's look at some of the stats that this uh, report shares with us. So 80% of us feel stress on the job, right? So that's no surprise, right? Here's some others that really start to really paint the picture on the situation that we have in the workplace about stress. 40% says their job was very or extremely stressful. Almost half of us 25% said their job is the number one stressor in their lives. I mean, that's above family, that's above money, that's above health, that's above their marriage. I mean, that's crazy. But one in four workers in the workplace floor say that job is the number one stress in their entire life. Uh, 42% say their coworkers need such help <laughs> with stress. So you are wearing stress in such a way that it is obvious. 42% reported yelling and verbal abuse is common in their workplace. And so 
when you hear these stats very clearly, work has this emotional and mental impact on our lives. But work also has a physical impact on us as well. Listen to these stats. So 62% say at the end of the day, they have work-related neck pain. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. I feel that. Like, right, it's my left shoulder, by the way. Like, the moment I said that stat, I felt that pain. I know you did, too, right? 44% say they have stressed out eyes. Now, I have no idea what stressed out eyes is, but because I'm a worker on the workplace floor, I can just feel that in my own eyes. So the report concludes that there are four main causes of workplace stress. Uh, And I really want to, this is where I want to chat with you for just a few minutes. Four categories, workload, people issues, juggling work and personal lives, and lack of job security. So I've given you a ton of stats here. I'm sorry about that, but I, I think they underscore a point, a point that you're probably all too familiar with, and that's work brings about a level of stress in our life that is no joke. And it can be a deadly cocktail for us mentally, emotionally, and physically if we're not careful. Listen, I I know this all too well. I have a job. I have a podcast show. I'm writing a book. I head up a ministry through my church. I mean, I do a lot of different things, a lot of different things. And stress can take me out in a matter of seconds if I'm not careful and if I don't manage it in the right way. And so I want to share with you a few things that I do that I think might be helpful. Uh, And I want to stay in line with these four major causes of workplace stress. So let's start with workload. Now, a few things are probably driving this. Um, one, and, and these are questions that you want to ask yourself. So if workload is leading to your stress first, are you organized? I mean, y- you, you may have a ton of stuff coming at you. How do you regulate those items? There's very few jobs out there nowadays where you don't multitask. How organized are you when you start your day? Do you go into it and just go into the wind, so to speak? Or do you know that the items that are on your list for today? I've got a big white dry erase board in my office on my wall, and it's littered with different boxes, different colors. I have to do that because I'm not naturally a detail-oriented person. I'm more of a relational person. I I love the people. I love uh, getting in the mix with teams. I love the field when I can be in it, et cetera. But um, details, I have to write those details out to be detailed. I have to write a plan out to be detailed-oriented because I'm not by nature. So are you organized? Um, At the start of your day, do you have on a sheet of paper to-dos today that you need to get done? And are they prioritized by what's most important? And if you do, when you get to the end of the day, the things that you did not cross off, are they on the new to-do sheet for the next day? 
if they're not, were they important in the first place? That's my style. That's what I do at night or in the morning uh, by my bed or, you know, the first thing uh, when I'm up and I'm at, at my office. I'm writing out that to-do list on a sheet of paper or on my whiteboard on things that I need to get done. Are you organized? Your workload, no matter how great or how little If you're not organized, workload can easily create major stress in your life. So are you organized? Number two, are you a procrastinator? Come on. Have you said this before? I just work better. When I'm hit that deadline, something about that deadline, just I work better. Please, you wouldn't have a clue if you work better. If you're always waiting to the deadline, you have no choice. You got a bunch of adrenaline going. You feel like Superman or Superwoman, and you're just getting it done. You don't know if you work better or not. Step back. Try to get the thing done two or three days ahead of time. Review it. I guarantee you that work, that product, the quality of that product will be so much better than it would have been had you not procrastinated to the wire. Are you a procrastinator? If you are, the workload will be a bear. Number three, do you know how to ask for help? If it's overwhelming, if it's a little bit more difficult than you expected, if you don't know something, do you know how to ask for help? There is nothing more dumb than saying, I'm not going to ask for help because I don't want to look dumb. Let me just help you. Ask for help. If you don't know how to do something, if you're not certain, if you're not sure if you're going down the right directions, ask for help. And when you ask for help, ask somebody that knows what they're doing. Don't ask a coworker who's not consistent on the job and who are not consistent in uh, their production or the quality of their work. If you're going to ask a coworker, make sure it's somebody who does it really, really well consistently and has a great attitude, right? Number one, or ask your manager who should know how to do it. If they don't, and trust me, that's very possible. Everybody in the workplace knows who knows how to do what. Go ask that person and you will reduce your stress because you'll have clarity. Stress, by the way, in the workplace ramps up much more significantly than it normally does on its own if you feel a lack of control in whatever you have to accomplish. If you feel like you don't have control, stress goes through the roof. So ask for help. And number four, um, do you know how to work on a team? Do, do, do you do you know how to delegate out, right? If if there's something that that needs to get done and you're in a team environment, do you know how to do that? Do you know how to work within a team? Do you know how to give and allow others to be a part, or you know, or, or do you just want to? You got to do it all. I got to do it all. I got to do it all because like nobody can do it better than me. I, I got to do it all because like you can't read my mind and it's like perfect in my mind. So I got to do it all. And I'm sorry. And I, I'd love for you to help me. And, you know, but yeah, I'm stressed out because I'm doing all this stuff. That's right. You're stressed out because you're doing all this stuff because you think you got to do it all. Can you work within a team? Can you delegate? Can you, uh, can you give up some of the control to get it done as a group? Right. Those are the four things that I believe tend to increase stress from your workload at work, 
um, being um, not being organized, procrastinating, not asking for help, and not knowing how to work within a team environment and or delegate. Next, people issues. 28% of you say that the main cause of workplace stress are people issues. This is a big one. So it's not as much about the work itself. Trust me on this one. I'm speaking for me. I have not found that when it is a people-related stressor agent that's causing workplace stress, then it has less to do with the work. It is about the environment and how you fit in the environment. So person-environment fit really matters. Some people thrive in like pressure cooker, always urgent, hair on fire environments. Um, Some people thrive on that. That is a nightmare for some people. An absolute nightmare. Twilight zone. Get me out of here. I'm about to lose my breath. Nightmare. you, You have to know your environment. You've got to know Like what works for you? Some people do well in a slower pace environment. For some people, they're like, get me out of Mayberry. This is going to drive me nuts. I'm going to lose my mind. I I cannot play tic-tac-toe or squares anymore. I'm about to go crazy. I'm going mad. Give me something meaningful to do. This pace is way too slow. See, it, see, that's what I mean. It's not the job as much as it is the environment fit. You have to know the environment fit. You've got to know your speed. You've got to know your pace. You've got to know, you know, th- what you like to work in. Do you like the thrill of the chase? Do you love the hunt? Do you love a more methodical, slower rhythm environment. I mean, it just depends. You've got to know what you like to do. Some people like slam dancing. Some people like doing the waltz. Some people like other dancing. Those are the two most extremes that I could think of, by the way. I don't do either. But if you like slam dancing, you're not going to want to do the waltz. That's going to drive you nuts. If you want to do the waltz, you're going to think someone slam dancing with you is barbaric. Um, The whole point here, I know that's a crude analogy, but here's my point. If the workplace environment does not match you and your speed, your pace, your expectations, it is going to increase stress in your life. And that's going to increase that people-related stress that's causing you to primarily be stressed out at work. So it could be environment. Secondly, people-related workplace stress can be a result of um, my relationship with my boss, right? Uh, My manager, the owner of the business, you know, and, and more specifically, style of my manager to me my fit, right? So the first one is person to environment fit. The second one is personal to manager fit. What's your manager's personality like? Is that personality 
you know, at odds with your personality. You know that, right? Are they like off the wall party people and you're black and white? There is no gray. I got to read the rules and the policy. The policy says this. If so, I'm just telling you, man, you're going to be stressed the heck out. You just are, you know, on, on the reverse, maybe you're the, you know, kind of, I love people. I love people and I love people and I love interacting with people. And your boss is like, but these are the rules. This is the policy. It's black and white. This is how we got to do it. No, we can't add that to it. Yeah, that might be fun and people might smile, but this is not about smiling. This is about the rules, the rules, the rules. That's going to drive you nuts. By the way, that probably would drive me nuts as well, but it's going to drive you nuts. And so it's person to my manager fit. What's my manager's personality? What's their leadership style? Are they aggressive? Are they passive? Are they micromanagers? Are they absentee managers? For, for you, if you're like, just let me do my job, just I can do this. I love to work independent. I don't see my boss at all. When I see my boss, I've already done the job, and maybe I'm just getting another assignment, or maybe they're checking in. I love that. For some others, it's like, I need direction. I need to understand what's going on. Don't tell me to just do it. Give me the absolute specific rules on how to do it. An absentee manager will make their stress go through the roof. I could go with any of these scenarios. If you're not aggressive in your personality and your manager is, that's going to create stress. If you are aggressive and you have a passive manager, that's going to create stress. If your manager is a micromanager and you like freedom, that's going to create stress. If you like rules and orders and your, your, your manager is absent, that's going to create stress. It's person to manager fit. What is that like for you? And I'm telling you, if it's at odds, the people-related stress are going to continue to go through the roof for you. That says it better. All right, number three, the main cause of workplace stress, juggling work and personal lives. One in 10 said that juggling my work-life balance is um, a big stressor for me. This one, I, I, I don't know that I have an answer for you, and I just want to really be honest here. Um, but let me tell you my philosophy, and if, if, it, if it motivates you, if it inspires you, great. If it's not yours, um, sorry about that. Uh, but let me tell you for me. My family is the most important thing to me. And I used to say that, and, but quickly would follow it up, almost leaded with, I work because my family is the most important thing to me, right? And while that sounds good, it sounds all righteous and just justified and sounds great, but the truth is uh, when I used to say that, Work was the leader. It was out front. And it was like I was saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm working and it's out front and it's ahead of you, my family, because you're so important to me. That's hogwash. That just makes no sense. 
My family is the most important thing to me. So I've learned to do a few things over the years. In the past two decades, it's very rare that I will bring work home. If I have to stay late, then I stay late. But when I'm home, I am home. There, there has to be this balance for me. And so in my head, my home is my sanctuary. When I get there, as long as work is not allowed there, then workplace stress, I have, I have at least, I have an opportunity, I have the potential to cut that stress off for the rest of that day. So by not bringing work home, I create a barrier between work and my personal life. You see, if I bring the work home with me, there is going to be this tendency for that work to follow me. It's just going to follow me. And so I have got to figure out, you know, how to not let the two environments mix. Now, some of you are going, well, that's impossible. I I can't do that, Rick. You don't know the job I had. Listen, I'm sure it's stressful and I'm not undermining it at all. But I'm telling you, it can't be any more stressful than the three or four balls that I'm juggling, you know, between work and the show and the book and the, the other leadership things I have outside of work. So I get it. I understand it. But if you have to bring home work every night, there's a couple problems, right? You need to go back and check some of the other steps. Are you organized? Are you procrastinating? Are you asking for help? Do you know how to delegate, right? And you really need to assess those things because if you're bringing work home, it means the job is too much for your day or the job is too much for you or you're not organized or you're procrastinating or you're not asking for help. You get my point here? There should be no no reason if if on average we're working 40 to 48 hours, 49 hours in a workday week. And for some of us, a person like me, that's more 55 to 60 uh, or more. If, if you're working that much and you still have to bring it home, you're overwhelmed. This is too much for you, you know. So go in earlier in the morning, but I'm not a morning person. Well, become a morning person. Set the alarm, get up, make sure the coffee's ready, You know, take a shower. When you take a shower, that's like, I'm telling you, it's like four hours of sleep. And get your coffee and go to work earlier or stay later. But get work done at work. That'll also make for a much better, happier family uh, life or personal life if you you live alone and you're not married. Uh, It doesn't matter. And, And you could have the tendency living alone and not being married saying, hey, I'm You know, it's just me. It doesn't matter. Uh Uh-uh. It's a bad habit to create before you start building a nest. It's a bad habit to create before you have a family. So learn to leave work at work. You will be happier. You will feel like there's more sanity in your life. You will not feel as stressed out about the blur of life we get going from work to home to extracurricular back to work to home to family to kids to bills to money to mortgage to rent to you get my point right leave it at home leave work at work um, and leave home to things that are personal that will help reduce 
the work-life balance stress, the stress of juggling work and our personal lives. And number four, uh, 6% of you say that a lack of job security is the main workplace stressor that you have. I'm probably not the expert here, and I don't pretend to be. But if you have job insecurity, it's for one of a few reasons. One, the relationships at work with your manager is creating this sense of insecurity. The place you are in in your career makes you think that, uh, I I call this kind of the dead-end syndrome. You kind of think you're in a dead-end and the job you have is not a secure one long-term. It's really not insecurity about the job as much as it is insecurity about the long-term progression of a career. Uh, Or, you know, thirdly, um, it could be that you don't you know, believe you have um, whatever perceived skill set or experiences needed to be secure in in uh, uh, in the workplace. And then there is a fourth, and the fourth would would simply be, I'm in, I'm I'm you know I call this the dead end job factor. I'm in a job that's not really going anywhere. I'm not going to advance. I'm not making any money. Da 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 da. da right. Well, here's what I'd say to you. Um, if job insecurity is the main causer of stress, really understand what's creating the insecurity. If it is, I lack the experience and or background or training to advance. You ready for this? This is going to blow your mind. Do something about it. Take a class. You don't have to go to a four-year institution. You can do a one-year or two-year training program, and that might put you on the path to a better job. Do something about it, right? If the stressor is uh, the relationship I have with my manager and or others, um, okay, you ready? Do something about it. Communicate. Communicate with your managers, Find a mentor you can trust on the job or off the job. Find not not your buddy, not your pal, you know, not not your not your girlfriend, not your boyfriend. Find someone you can trust who's seasoned, who has experience, whether you know them well or not. But step back and look for the person that you would say, wow, that person is successful and that person appears to be ethical. Those are two very important components when you want to get workplace advice from someone. When you find that person, talk with them through uh, your situation and get some advice on how to handle workplace relationships. And I tell you, I've got several episodes out there that uh, I would encourage you to go back and look through the catalogs of episodes over the past uh, year or so, and you will find quite a few that deal directly with relationships. If the job security issue is about the actual industry you're in and you're thinking, I'm in a dead-end job, the first thing I'm going to tell you you've got to do, you you cannot say, I am in a dead-end. You cannot surrender. You cannot go there. If it is a dead-end job, then step back and ask, why is it a dead-end job? Is there anybody in that job over me doing better than I am, in a higher position than I am, or making more money than I am, whatever is important to you. 
And if that is the case, then one question you want to start with, is that a path that I can pursue? If so, what do I need to do to accomplish it? Or, and then the next question, is that a path I even want to pursue? If not, work your butt off, don't get yourself fired, but start answering the question what it is I want to do. And again, a good mentor, talking to the people that loves you the most and know you the most, they'll tell you the most truth about yourself. Find out who you are, what you want to do, and get on that path. I hope this has been helpful. I, I just got to say that uh, I am not perfect at this. I, I, I have a saying that um, I've come to live by. We, we preach best what we need the most. And uh, so me talking about this episode, it's kind of like sitting myself on the couch and, uh, and, and, and talking through an incredibly, intensely, insanely busy season uh, of work in my life. But you can get through it. I can get through it. And if I can get through it, you can get through it. And if there's anything that's the most important of what I, I've said to you, you got to find the boundary between you as a person in the work you, you do. They're not the same. They, you are not one with your work. Your work is separate from you. Now, yes, they're both important. They're both very much a part of you, but the work does not make you. And I encourage you, don't get lost in your work. Find a boundary and don't let this work drive you to a place where it's affecting you physically, mentally, socially, or emotionally. Thanks a lot for listening. And uh, please write to me. Let me know how this episode uh, helped you or if it related to you at all. I mean, if you are in a place and it's tough, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email at rick at rawitted.com. You can go to rawitted.com and contact us. Or you can go to Twitter at rawitted or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash rawitted. I really like to hear from you. What's what's your stressor? Uh, what's what's creating stress in your life? If you got a question or two and you want uh, someone to talk to, send me that question. I'd be glad to answer it and chat with you a little bit. Until next week, thanks to my producer, Christian Witted, and uh, to our All Things Media uh, guy, Sharvin Witted. You guys make a great team. Until next week, see you later. Be blessed. Bye-bye.